The Buffalo Bills signed defensive tackle Puna Ford, running back Latavius Murray, and a handful of undrafted free agents. We're breaking them all down today on Locked on Bills. You are Locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Also, I'd like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, the Bills have added a bunch of players to their roster, and I want to reflect on them today, break down the signings of Puna Ford and Latavius Murray, and then, of course, there's some undrafted free agents that the Bills were able to add. So we are going to get into all of that today on the podcast. But let's start with the biggest news, one that I'm very, very excited about, defensive tackle Puna Ford. The Bills signed him to a one-year deal. He's 27 years old. He turns 28 in November. He's entering his sixth NFL season after being an undrafted free agent in 2018 out of Texas. And Puna Ford was undrafted because he has really unique measurables. I mean, this dude's 5'11", 310. That's an unusual build for a defensive tackle, but he has a lot of length. He's got a wingspan of 80 and a quarter inches, which is about the same as a six foot eight man. And my guy's five foot 11, 310 pounds. And I think the, the league kind of overthought Puna Ford because he had a really good college tape and my goodness, did he dominate the all-star secret uh, all-star circuit. Uh, was a really, really fun prospect coming out. One of my favorites in that 2018 class was the Big 12 Defensive Lineman of the Year in 2018. And then he went to the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl in 2018. And I was at both of those events, and my dude dominated both of those situations. And uh, I'll never forget being around him. He was one of the most energetic players on the field, just a lot of juice, a lot of energy to everything that he did. And uh, still, he somehow didn't get drafted but he goes to Seattle he makes the team as an undrafted free agent he's immediately a rotational player as a rookie uh played 33 percent of the defensive snaps for Seattle as a rookie and then starting in year two he was a starter and he's been a starter every year since and he was he's been on the field for Seattle for at least 56 percent of the snaps over the last three seasons 50% his second year. So he's played a lot of football for them. He's been a very meaningful defensive lineman. And so after his undrafted free agent contract went up, uh, it was a three-year deal, and then he was a restricted free agent. They put a second-round tender on him, and they signed him to a two-year $12.3 million extension. And uh, that just expired, and I'm quite surprised that he actually didn't have a bigger market out there uh, which works out quite well for the Bills. There was some reports that he took less to go to Buffalo, um, and so maybe that just is the Bills getting a little bit lucky here uh, for what they provide, right, in terms of a chance to go compete for a Super Bowl, but also 
it's a pretty attractive defensive line situation to enter into, uh, given what's figures to be plenty of snaps needed for a guy like Puna Ford. Uh, so what are the Bills getting in Puna Ford? Well, they're getting a versatile defensive lineman with a crazy hot motor. I mean, you watch this dude play. He is relentless. He chases everything, maximum effort on every single snap. You can't help but notice him. Uh, you know, he's, he's been a one-tech, an A-gap defender primarily in his career, but he's played in the B-gaps as a three-tech. Uh, and Seattle, actually over the last two seasons, played him a lot as a four-I and five technique um, as they've embraced more odd front looks. And I found an interesting quote from Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, uh, this past January on Puna Ford. This is what he said, quote, uh, he played a ton of football. We probably overplayed him. We would have liked to rotate him more. I really like him playing over the center, playing nose. It's kind of his home base. He played a lot of three technique and five technique for us, which was pushing him to a spot that he is not as familiar with, but he busted his tail. He's really instinctive always, but I think we wore him down quite a bit because he did have to play a lot. And so I thought that was a pretty interesting quote and maybe speaks to um, him moving on from Seattle and, and his opportunity to be in Buffalo. Puna Ford is a more effective run defender than he is pass rusher, but he provides a lot of value in both areas. Uh, his length and his ability to play with effort and really get underneath the pads of an offensive lineman enables him to penetrate and really work back or walk back offensive linemen and create some value as a pass rusher. But, I mean, at the end of the day, this dude is an absolute fire hydrant. He's super stout. He's got a low center of gravity with a very dense build. And the Bills' defense just got a lot tougher up front. And that excites me. I think they needed that. They needed a player like this in this defensive line rotation. And so I, I'm really excited about him being a member of the Buffalo Bills. And something else that this move signals to me is that this defense is going to have a different look and feel next year. I mean, obviously... Sean McDermott replacing Leslie Frazier as the play caller. No Tremaine Edmonds, and that's a unique skill set that allows you to do some different things. So the Bills will have to adjust to not having Tremaine with the new play caller. And then you have the presence of Puna Ford as a versatile nose technique, which <laughs> that's a fun thing to say. I don't normally say things like that. That's not Those aren't words that really flow together. Versatile and nose tech. Uh, but also Taylor Rapp is part of this defensive personnel. And so I think about all of that and how they've addressed or really haven't addressed Tremaine's departure. And it signals to me that this defense is going to look different. There's going to potentially be some, some multiple fronts, right? Some odd fronts, maybe some even fronts. And they did a little bit of that when they had Vaughn last year, you saw some odd fronts with Vaughn kind of as a walked up uh, outside player, an edge defender. And I mean, you could see a mix of some gap control type fronts. You can see some penetration style looks, but also when you're going to have small linebackers, right? You think about Terrell Bernard and Matt Milano as your second level to go with Teron Johnson. That's really small. A guy like Puna Ford and his size and his ability to win the line of scrimmage and, and keep the second level clean helps tremendously with your ability to overcome a lack of size at the second level. And so, look, I love the signing. We don't have the numbers in terms of the contract, but it's a one-year deal. I think it's going to be fairly modest. Again, reports are coming out that 
He took less to come to Buffalo, and, and they needed to make this move. The Bills needed to make a move like this. You knew that I was crazy concerned about this defensive line, especially at defensive tackle, when you have Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones, and I think that's a good starting one-tech and three-tech, but beyond that, what did you have? You had Tim Settle, who was disappointing in his first season in Buffalo. Hopefully that's more due to uh, that calf injury, and he never really got himself right, but he was mostly ineffective. And then Jordan Phillips, who can be an effective player, but the last three years, the guy's missed so much time. Hamstring injuries. He's coming off of a pretty major uh, repair to his shoulder that's going to take six months to come back from. And I think this is a very necessary hedge uh, against that depth. And I think Puna Ford can play at a level that really commands a lot of time, a lot of time on the field. You're going to want this guy on the field. Can he push for 40, 45, 50% of the snaps? I think he can. And then I also think about how many times over the last few seasons we have to see the Buffalo Bills lean into practice squad defensive tackles, whether it's Elianku or Prince Amili or Braden Bryant. Now, those guys have come in and done a good job, but those, those types of situations hopefully are mitigated now that you have this player in your lineup. And Puna Ford's been a very durable player uh, that's provided a lot of versatility for the Seattle Seahawks. And so I think this is a, a big-time upgrade to the defensive line. It's a one-year deal, but I think he has a chance to stick. A lot like what we talked about with Taylor Rapp is like, hey, come here on a one-year deal um, and prove yourself in this team. If if it's a good fit all the way around, you had a chance to stick around and be part of what's going on with the Buffalo Bills. And so, like I said, big-time upgrade. I'm excited about this signing, and I think Bills Mafia is going to love this football player, a motor that is never not fully cranked at all times. All right, folks, I want to tell you about the signing of running back Latavius Murray in just a moment. But first, we got to talk about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And look, there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook, which is FanDuel. So it's not just the NBA playoffs. The NHL playoffs are out there. And those are really fun, and unless you're a Boston fan, you're enjoying the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs, so you can get in on that action. You got MLB going. There's football futures. Tons of great stuff over at FanDuel, so visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's talk about another player that the Bills signed in recent days here, and it's another veteran running back. Latavius Murray signed the veteran to a one-year deal. He's 33 years old. He turns 34 in January. He was originally a sixth-round pick in 2013 out of UCF by the Raiders. He missed his entire rookie season due to injury, but ever since then, this guy has been a very meaningful rotational back in literally every season of his career. I mean, he's averaged... 861 yards from scrimmage per year since 2014 and never less than 567 yards from scrimmage. He's been a factor. Even last year with Denver, this guy was a factor. So he spent the first four seasons of his career with the Raiders, was a pro bowler in 2015. Then he had two seasons in Minnesota, two with the Saints, and then last year, uh, 2021 with Baltimore, and then last year with the Broncos. 
And so, I mean, yeah, he's an older back, but he's just been so consistent every year for different teams, for different schemes, and he just finds a way to stick and make a meaningful impact. And so what does he offer? He's a pro's pro. I mean, he's a durable player, consistently productive, a lot of longevity here, rarely fumbles ever. This guy's had an impressive 10-year career to this point. He's literally been a factor in every single season. In terms of the skill set, I mean, this is a big back, 6'3", 230 pounds. And when he came out of UCF, I mean, this was an insanely good athlete. At 6'3", 230 pounds, he ran a 4'3", 840. 148 10 yard split. That is cooking. 6813 cone. His RAS score, 995. Now, I'm guessing that's a little bit different, probably at age 33 with 10 years of NFL playing experience under his belt. But I mean, this guy was a really big time athlete when he came out of UCF. I think he's going to provide the Bills with, you know, a big back, obviously, that can win in short yardage. He's been a quality pass blocker throughout his entire career. He's a capable receiving threat, and he's a solid veteran for the room. And it's still a fairly young running back room, especially, you know, you look at James Cook, year two of his career. A guy like Latavius Murray is going to be an asset to James Cook. Damian Harris, who, you know, he's a veteran. He's entering his fifth season. But more stylistically along the lines of, Latavius Murray is Damian Harris. That'll be a benefit to him. And then Naheem Hines, of course, part of this backfield. Latavius will be a benefit to those young backs. To me, he's excellent depth. He's an insurance policy. You know, we talked about the Bills needing to get a pass pro back that can win in short yardage, and they got that in Damian Harris. But you're one snap away from not having Damian Harris, who's had some injury issues. And so that's a nice veteran depth player to have. I mean, the Bills have typically rostered four running backs, and so there's definitely a place for him to stick on this team. Now, one thing about Latavius Murray is that the dude has not played a lick of special teams in his career. So ideally, your running back depth can contribute in that area. And you look at this Bills running back room, and the only running back that offers anything on special teams is Naheem Hines as a returner. And like I mentioned, the Bills have typically rostered four running backs plus Reggie Gilliam. So There's a good chance that this is the group. Cook, Hines, Harris, Murray, Gilliam. Those are your running backs. And so it's interesting. I don't know if you guys heard this, but Brandon Bean said the deal was done on Saturday during the draft. And during the draft, he told Murray that if he would take the deal, that the Bills would not draft a running back. And that tells me that he's probably going to make the team, right? I mean, Latavius Murray at 34 years old isn't probably interested in not being rostered or being on the practice squad. And so part of me, when this move first happened, I asked myself, well, could he just be this year's version of Duke Johnson, who pretty good offseason player, but just spends the year on the practice squad? To which I would say maybe, but there's really not that much in the way of competition for the RB4 role. And maybe he'll elevate himself to an even bigger role on this team. He he seems to always do that. No matter where he goes, no matter where he starts on the depth chart, he's been producing year over year. 
And so overall, just kind of looking at this signing, I don't think there's anything to be critical of. He's an experienced veteran that has been incredibly consistent. He's a good depth piece. Insurance for Damian Harris. And you suddenly look at this Bills running back depth chart, and it's really, really strong. I feel really comfortable with it. Now, I'm really curious how it all comes together in 2023. I think James Cook is probably your lead back. But how much of an uptick does Naeem Hines get in year two, right, as being a a full-time member of this team and not coming in midseason? His salary is more, when I say his, I mean Naeem Hines, his salary is more than Cook and Harris combined. Is that just to be a return guy, or is he going to have a bigger role in this offense? And then from there, how do Murray and Harris eat into things? It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, but the good news is the Bills have plenty of worthy options in their backfield, plenty of depth, plenty of variety when it comes to skill sets, and adding a dependable player, a veteran like Latavius Murray, only strengthens what they already have. All right, folks, stick with me here. We're talking about the Bills' undrafted free agents right after a quick break. All right, let's talk about these undrafted free agents. And the Bills didn't get a ton of them, um, but they got a handful here that are interesting to talk about. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about every one of these players, but there are several that I'm quite familiar with, and so I'll I'll share my thoughts about them. And um, keep in mind here, I don't think any of this is official yet. I don't think the Bills have officially announced these players yet. So if something is different when the official lists come out, just give me some grace here. I know that you guys have been wanting to hear about the undrafted free agents, and so I wanted to commit some time to it, but there could be an adjustment here when it's once it's all finalized. Uh, one thing that I found interesting uh, listening to Brandon Bean talk about undrafted free agents and his pitch to them, right? Because when you don't get drafted, you're free to sign with whatever team offers you. And, you know, there's not a ton of roster spots for the Bills. Uh, when it comes to undrafted free agents, I mean, you look at the Rams, they signed 24. I think the Bills signed like seven or eight, not that many. Um, and so the undrafted free agents are going to go where they have the best chance to stick and make it. Uh, but Bean was telling, um, I can't remember what interview it was. He was telling whoever it was that part of his pitch to the undrafted free agents is last year, the Bills by far gave the most playing time in preseason to undrafted free agents of any team in the league. And there are some success stories with the Bills when it comes to undrafted free agents. I think about Robert Foster, but Levi Wallace, Tyrell Dotson, Reggie Gilliam, uh, Jamarcus Ingram. There's been some undrafted free agents that have wound up doing some things for the Bills. And so I don't I don't just gloss over this. And Cam Lewis, an undrafted free agent. Some of these guys stick around. And that's um, that's good news. All right, so let's talk about who the Bills added. I think the most notable one is defensive tackle DJ Dale. Out of Alabama, 6'1", 302, 32 and 7 8 inch arms. Very poor RAS of a 2.3. Was a 34-game starter for Alabama. Um, I think he profiles as both an A-gap defender and a B-gap defender, so I think there's versatility here to play the one or the three. For Alabama, I think he was kind of out of place as a gap control, nose tackle, and an odd front defense. I mean, he's not the biggest guy. I've actually spent some time around him and. I mean, he's not your typical nose tackle. He's one of the guys that I did a community community service project with, a nice dude. Uh, but you don't look at him and say, wow, that's an NFL nose tackle, right? You think he's more of a three just by the way he's built. Unfortunately, he doesn't necessarily have the athleticism that you're looking for in a typical three technique. But um, he's the most interesting UDFA that they signed. I think he's got a chance to be on the practice squad, and the Bills can work with him. And 
uh, see if you know he could be the next Braden Bryant type player for this football team. So I thought that was probably their best move in terms of undrafted free agents. They also signed wide receiver Jalen Wayne out of South Alabama, 6'2", 210, 32 and a quarter inch arms, RAS score of 6.59, which is average. He's a second cousin to Reggie Wayne. Um, Reggie Wayne, Indianapolis Colts, you guys know about him. Marvin Harrison, Edgerin James, Peyton Manning, that, that uh, situation. He was at South Alabama forever, six seasons. Uh, became more productive in his last three. He was at the Senior Bowl. I thought he looked okay. Um, I think he's got very ordinary skill across the board, and that's probably why he didn't get drafted. But, um, you know, I think the Bills are have they have this mix of guys on the practice squad that he can compete with, and I think he might have a little bit more juice than uh, some of the guys that he's competing with on the practice squad. Another guy that I thought was interesting was offensive tackle Richard Garage out of Florida, 6'5", 308, 34-inch arms, RAS score of a 152. Very poor. Uh, 42 game starter for Florida, 25 of them at left tackle, 17 at left guard. I thought he was really good at the Senior Bowl, um, really solid. I, I was surprised actually that he tested so poorly because he looked decent to me at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think he does have some limitations though, right? I mean, he's an undrafted free agent. I, I probably, you can just assume they all have limitations, right? There's a reason they didn't get drafted, but uh, I think coming in with that level of experience, uh, he'll have some friends on the team, right? Osiris Torrance, Kyer Elam, guys that he played with. Um, they're part of the mix here, Justin Shorter as well. So that'll help him. Um, and so I think he's a reasonable developmental tackle that, like I said, I thought he looked pretty good. The senior bowl had some okay moments on tape at Florida. Uh, the next one, running back Jordan Mims, Fresno State, 5'10", 209 pounds, RAS score of a 146. Was productive in 2022, uh, 1,370 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns. Has been pretty consistent as a receiving threat. He has no fumbles across his last 605 touches in college. Now, part of uh, his story is that he's had a couple of very significant ankle injuries. Um, and so what's interesting about him is before they signed Latavius Murray, I mean, the Bills didn't really have much in the way of running backs chilling on the practice squad. I mean, he might have been like the, the RB4. And so I think Latavius Murray was a bit of a necessary signing. But if the Bills want to keep a back on their practice squad, you know, Jordan Mims looks like he's got the inside track to doing that. Uh, wide receiver Tyrell Shavers out of San Diego State, 6'4", 211, 33 and a half inch arms, an RAS score of a 436. Not a very productive college receiver, only 66 catches for his career. Uh, played for three different teams, started at Alabama, then he went to Mississippi State, then finished at San Diego State. Um, he does have an extensive background on special teams, so you get some size here at 6'4", 211 with 33-plus inch arms. Not a great athlete, but special teams background, size. You think about these wide receiver sixes that can block, cover kicks and punts, play teams. Uh, you know, sometimes that can be attractive. And so I think that's probably his path. Uh, they signed Braden Johnson, another wide receiver, Oklahoma State, 5'11, 195, 31 and a quarter inch arms. Good RAS score here of an 839. Ran fast 438 at his pro day. 79 catches across four healthy seasons in college. So pretty, pretty uh, modest production, but he's got some athleticism. I've seen him in ancillary glances of watching Oklahoma State. Um, but I, I, I'm not super dialed in on his skill set. It's nice to know that he does have some speed, and you know we'll see what he does this offseason. The last one here is offensive tackle Noah Henderson 
out of East Carolina, six foot five, 311 pounds, 33 and a half inch arms, an RAS score of one. <laughs> so pretty poor athlete here. Uh, two and a half starter, or excuse me, two and a half year starter at right tackle for East Carolina. And so he'll be on the mix there in the practice squad. And, and the Bills played those guys. Like, I mean, that's probably what's got to be exciting for a guy like Noah Henderson and Richard Garage is the Bills played play those undrafted free agents on the offensive line. So they'll get a chance to play and get some reps and put some tape out there. And if uh, if they're good, some other team might sign them or maybe the Bills can keep them on the practice squad. But that uh, that looks to be your undrafted free agent class this year for the Bills. Again, the most interesting guys, DJ Dale, Jalen Wayne, Richard Garage are the three kind of, if there, if there are headliners for it, uh, those would be the players that I point to. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. The Bills signed Puna Ford. We're excited about that. They added Latavius Murray, who I'm pretty excited about as well. I think that's a really good RB4. And uh, this could be this could be the deepest group of running backs the Bills have had um under Sean McDermott. I think that I think pretty comfortably I can say that that that's true. So interested to see how it all comes together, right? Ken Dorsey's got a lot at his disposal. He's got a weapon in Dalton Kincaid. He's got some running backs to deal work with that give you speed, to give you power. There's depth on this offensive line. There's good coaching, you would think. Josh Allen's a quarterback. See how it all comes together this year. Big-time season, obviously, for this offense and defense and this Bills team all together. And because of that, obviously, there's plenty to talk about. And uh, we'll see where we get to tomorrow. My plan is to talk about veteran winners and losers on the roster from the draft and um, even get into some of the things that I've learned about the Bills um, in the last week or so. Um, and so I want to get into that, but if the bills make a big signing, we might have to pivot. So anyways, we're talking bills football for you here tomorrow in the podcast. So come on back. I would love it. If you took a second to rate review, share, subscribe to the podcast, have a great rest of your day, go bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.